What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here to tell you about everyone's favorite time of year that is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odd boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, DraftKings Sportsbook, they got Daily Fantasy. It's a great app. Uh, check them out. Use code THPN. And thank us later. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast. Proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello, hello. And we are hitting you off with another backup episode. In the happening that we have taken the week off or couldn't do one or whatever that is. We're just, you know, being proactive here. Yeah. You know, uh, we're just being responsible adults, making sure that our loving, loyal fans have regular content to digest. Sure. (laughs) Whatever whatever Polly said there. Um, That being said, today we're going to talk about stereotypes and cultural, and I love how you've quoted this, accessories that hockey players in hockey culture have kind of uh, hung on to. So that being said, you want to pop some tabs? Let's do it. One, two, three. All right, Polly. So what is the first quote unquote cultural accessory that you want to talk about that's uniquely hockey or at least strongly held on to by hockey talk about that sick flow bruh the lettuce the lettuce the cabbage yeah so uh you've never had the privilege and experience of having true flow yes i have (laughs) you think you have but you haven't polly you don't have to have ponytail length hair to have flow that's true but you don't even your lettuce doesn't even like grow out of your helmet dude yeah it it has at certain points Mm, i think that's debatable yeah well you're wrong (laughs) 
Um, see how see how a touchy subject that is, it is. for hockey this, players. There, this this is something you don't criticize. Um, yeah, so hockey players love having their long hair, whether it's the Barry Melrose esque uh, gre- <laughs> greased up, slicked back, which I was a big user of. That's your staple there. I yeah, mean, yeah. Um, another. A good image is Braden Holpe spraying himself down with a water bottle and then throwing all that hair back to put on his helmet. That's like the tuft. The tuft lettuce. Yeah. Just a tuft of of luxurious lettuce like out the back of the helmet. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, that's that's the kind of hair that there's really not a whole lot you can do with it when you're not playing. And that's, I think, why guys are always wearing hats. Uh, when I didn't slick back my hair, that's what I, I always, always, I was always wearing a hat because it was a stupid length for not hockey. Right. And same with me. I mean, I've had hair down to like the middle of my back, super luxurious, probably all time lettuce flow for sure. Uh, you know, girls and men alike would come up to me and want to touch it. I mean, it was, it was like being a celebrity. It really was. Uh, but the reason I did it, it was, I started in high school and the, the primary reason I did it was because I hated doing things to my hair every morning. And when you have long hair for me, you didn't have to fuck with it. Like you could just shake it out and it was fine. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to do anything with your hair, you have two options, grow it long or buzz it. Right. Um, and I, as a kid, I hit a bowl cut, and then I think five <laughs> years old, my mom buzzed my hair, and I had that length until I grew it out for the first time, I think when I was like 20. Jesus. And that was the first time that I had flow coming out of the back of my helmet, and I loved it. You were you were freed. You were enlightened. Yes. When it, whenever I saw a picture someone took of me while I was playing... I was just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I had long hair, like, and all that. And, and, um, I didn't, I didn't do it for hockey. Like I did it cause I was lazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I grew my hair out just cause I wanted to see what it was like. And this right. was just a nice byproduct. Sure. I, on the other hand, was a little bit more, uh, yeah, I mean, same, but. I I was a veteran. By the time that like I was growing my hair out to the point that you saw it, I'd had long hair several times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, I liked it just because it was, I don't know. I feel like it's interesting because there's all sorts of like mythological or like old school, like indigenous people and everything else a lot of different cultures like respect long hair as it's like a way to like sense things. Like it's an extension of your body. Right. Yeah. Now, whether you buy into that or not, um, I definitely feel less good at sports when I don't have long hair. Yeah. I mean, look good, <laughs> feel good. Right. 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 So maybe it's that, uh, but <clears throat> You know, through lacrosse and hockey, definitely always had the hair. So, 
not only was the flow a thing, but back in the day, I mean, this has been a long tradition in hockey to have the lettuce out the back, but mullets, which yeah. I've had a mullet, a pretty sick mullet, and you haven't had one, have you? Have you ever had a mullet? No, but at different points when I was growing out my hair, when I would comb it back, uh, it kind of looked like a mullet. The faux mullet. Yeah, just because... I combed it back so it made the stuff and it made my front look short. Right. And you had like this greasy kind of very scary look going. By scary, you mean intimidating. Yes. <laughs> no, like scary as in like this dude's going to like capture me in his van <laughs> and take me away and cut me up into little pieces. Scary. Well, you know, whatever... <laughs> Whatever gives you an edge, you know? Let's just say this. Whenever you had, whenever you grew that out, you were with a steady girlfriend. That or I wasn't getting laid. <laughs> and it wasn't you. It was your hair. <laughs> I um, I was in my cousin's wedding with probably the longest my hair had been ever. Uh, and I had to slick it so that it wasn't in my face and stuff. And... There's some there's some nice pictures of it, you know. It was it was pretty. It was definitely well over the collar of my 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 tuxedo. Nice. Um, and I love the way it looked. <laughs> but then I cut my hair probably. Well, my another cousin got married a month later, and I had cut my hair. And the one who whose wedding I was in goes, "You couldn't have done this a month ago for my <laughs> wedding." It's weird because you were just recently trying to grow it out and then now you have like the like the side cut like uh, uh I don't even know what you pompadour going on. Well, my my thought right now is and maybe this will happen by the time this episode drops. There's two places I can go with this hair unless I cut it and keep this look. Right. And the one look is the hairstyle that I've seen in the TV show Vikings. Oh my god. Where they keep it long on top and it even gets long enough to braid into like a ponytail, but it they keep it shaved on the sides. And the back? Um Yeah. Okay. Um or I am gonna grow into a mullet. You should definitely go for the mullet. So those are some options. Um, kind of regretting the haircut because I could have a nice mullet right now. Right. So I'm sporting a wide mohawk at this point. And every time I have to schedule a fucking hair appointment or get it cut, I'm like, God damn it. Like I look good with the, with the fade, but it's just like, uh, man, I could have long hair, you know? And in the past probably five years, you've seen me attempt the long hair again. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten pretty long. Yeah. Probably to my shoulders. But then you give up on it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because, like, the products that I'm using or my age. But, like, it gets to a point where uh, you get in all these, like, flyaways or, like, short hairs or where your hair breaks. Yeah. And at that point, it just, it's hard to pull back into a ponytail. Mm-hmm. Or a man bun. Mm-hmm. And so that is when you're just like, oh, this sucks. I look ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, before, I would just have the flow everywhere. 
like hat on or hat off. And that's when I think I got the most attention was when I just had long hair and, and just wore it like, like a girl, like just no, nothing. Right. Yeah. And it almost makes you look exotic having longer hair because <laughs> most guys have short hair. So right. that's, that's a, a benefit that you get with the flow is that you have a bit of an exotic look to you. Right. And it added like at least 10 miles an hour to my slap, my clap bomb. Oh yeah. Yeah. Took two tenths off of your, your sprint. Sure. That's okay though. I mean, no, it like, took it off. It made you faster. Oh yeah. 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 So, I mean, performance wise, definitely long hair for sure. But, uh, moving on, we've, we've spent literally 10 minutes talking about our hair and we could keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but not to freak out any of our listeners, Missing teeth. Now, I feel like this was more of an old school hockey thing via fights, via puck uh, collisions, anything else. Guys would would lose teeth. And and even in today's NHL, you see it a lot. People losing teeth. Our very own Alexander Ovechkin has said he's not going to get any dental work done until the end of his career, which is smart. Smart. Yeah. I mean... I would hate to get a fake tooth put in and then that get knocked out. Yeah, like what do you do? What happens after that? Right. Was, don't so, you have to like anchor the tooth into your bone somehow? Well, I did see there is a procedure where they they drill into the bone and then the tooth kind of like screws up into it. Yeah. Uh, which is probably the kind of thing that Ovechkin would get eventually. That's probably pricey. Right. But I think a lot of guys just wear a mouthpiece that has a fake tooth on it when they're not playing. Okay. Interesting. So a good example of a guy missing the teeth in today's age uh, that's much more noticeable than Ovechkin is Eric Johnson for the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. I think he's missing his front top four. Whew. When he smiles, it's like, fuck. <laughs> he has seen some battles. Yeah. And... So it's funny because I knew a guy who in high school was talking shit to the wrong person and got his two front teeth knocked out and had to wear this thing. And when he pulled it out, it was disgusting. Yeah. Like like, the way he looked was disgusting. Yeah. You're just so ugly. (laughs) Uh, He was not a hockey player. He was a lacrosse player, but still. Um, Similar culture. Sure. But I haven't had, you know, knock on wood. I haven't had any tooth injuries. I wear full chicken wire cage in beer league and I'll never take it off because I play with a bunch of fucking rum dumbs. You, you're on a half shield right now. So I actually have a few teeth stories. Okay. Uh, The first one's not hockey related, but it was scary. Nonetheless, when I was a kid, we were playing some backyard football Uh and I think my face hit someone's head going up for a ball. (laughs) And I think it was the front right. Um, it's one of my permanent teeth. It was loose. And Ooh. I remember I just pushed and I heard a pop. And it's been fine since. <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, but so like, there was that. You were just like, like, oh, back in. Yeah, it's but good. I mean, it hurt. <laughs> But you know, looking back on it, it is the ultimate hockey guy move, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was probably like eighth grade. 
Yeah, plus you don't want to go home to mom and dad and be like, oh, I knocked my tooth out. They'd be right. pissed. Yeah, they would. Um, another one, uh, I was playing roller hockey, and I think I had no shield. It was just the helmet. Okay. And this is a couple years ago. And uh, someone and I were battling for the puck, and he smacked it, and it just came flipping over, end over end, and it hit one of my front teeth. Ugh. And it just, like, sent this, like, cold chill through my body. Yeah. And nothing came out of it, no chip or anything. But after that, I did put a cage back on. Um, but then this past year, I started doing the half shield. Yeah, you're an idiot. And I did that for roller hockey with no issues, but I did wear a mouthpiece there. But I was doing it on ice hockey. And... I remember one day I was like, I I shouldn't be doing this during ice. <laughs> the next game, I took a puck to the cage that would have hit me in the mouth. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my, I am so glad I put this on and it's not coming off. Yeah, dude. I will never not play with a beer league with a, without a cage. Uh, and let me ask you this. So like... I've had a lot of like altercations in my beer league career and in my college career and in just hockey career, but like the cage. So in college, I used to like face wash guys and I had like ripped gloves so I could just grab their cage and Mm -hmm. like corral them around that way. Yeah. But I mean, do you think it's like a detriment when you get into those scrums to have, because, you know, oddly and well, I guess unsurprisingly, anybody who's ever come, I've only had one guy that I think that came up to me and was ready to like fight or, you know, did some stuff after the whistle. And it was because I laughed at his friend. We, I, I, he hit me and talk shit. I fell down. I got up and he had the puck and I was obviously just shadowing him. And I cross-checked him right in the hip so that it bounced him off the puck but didn't knock him over. And he coughed the puck up. Our guy went down and scored. And I just laid into him, just started chirping him so hard. And he cocks back and tries to haymaker me. And I just turn and, like, hang my butt out. So I basically just hip-checked him, like hip-tossed him Mm -hmm. because he was so close. And he fell down and it was this whole big thing. And then... uh, his buddy came in who was pretty good at hockey. This kid sucked and horse collared me, you know, got me around the shirt and, or the sweater. And he wasn't wearing a cage at all. He was wearing a half shield. So I could have easily just cold cocked him, but I didn't. I just don't, I don't think about that in the heat of the moment. Like, Oh, he's not wearing a cage. He's wearing a cage because you know, you start talking a lot of shit and there's some guys will be like, yeah, take that cage off and we'll talk. You know, have you ever heard yeah. that mm-hmm. in beer league? And it's like, I don't think, you know, if you're really going to throw down, like, it doesn't matter if you have a cage on or not. Like, I'm going to rip the helmet off and beat the shit out of you anyways, at least if you know what you're doing. Right. So, I mean, the question to you is, do you think that that's like a big thing? Like, do you think that having no cage makes you an easier target in these altercations or just at all? I'd say... It makes you move more vulnerable to a sucker punch. Yeah. Um, other than that, though, yeah, people are strong enough and resourceful. Though they'll, they'll find a way to punch you in the face. And 
taking a punch to the cage or the helmet still shakes you. Yeah. Um, you know, the cage, I would say, is it's it's stick and puck protection. Sure. Um, if you get into a fight, you're, you know, one one good rip away from your helmet coming off. Right. And do you even notice it, though? Like, when you're, like, squaring up with somebody or if you're, like, getting in, like, a scrum in beer league, do you even notice that a person's not wearing a cage? I don't. No. Uh, yeah. I'm just pissed and trying to figure out if I'm on, if I'm going on the offense or the defense. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of that, there is a big, a bit of a tough guy persona with hockey players. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. And obviously there's the, the enforcer. We know that. Right. Um, <clears throat> but I, I'm thinking of hockey guys are tough guys. Just you know, in general. Yeah. Like, you right. know, you, you people will post something about, a guy losing some teeth and coming back out and they say right. hockey guy or uh who was the guy for the stars that like died on Peverly, the bench yeah i think rich peverly i think and he wanted to come back into the game yeah like total hockey guy move right right exactly um i just think hockey hockey players are just a different breed and, and it's not even like how to- cliche but right. i agree it's not even like we're told as kids, like, you have to be tough. It just kind of happens. And, like, guys just play through injuries unlike other athletes. And so I would say this is less of an individual trait than that you just want to be there for your team. And that's been – that is ingrained into you at an early age. Yeah. You know, because <clears throat> once you start to understand hockey, like, you got to be there for your team. And, and you know, be, the, the nature of the game where – you know, you, the the star players are only out there for like 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes a game, right? Mm-hmm. The Everybody's got to be pulling on the rope. Everybody's got to be out there. And it's it's your weaknesses if you it are way more exposed because you can't be matched up with the best player at all times. Right. So, like on your own team, much less against competition who's better or worse than you. Mm-hmm. So, I think that you know, everybody really like once you've played hockey for a few years, you understand like you are an important no matter how good or bad you are, just eating ice time is super important. Absolutely. Um one of the best or not I mean a, a funny example of how this reputation is so prevalent. I think it was Hershey Bears. Maybe it was a diff it was an AHL team and they had a commercial where a guy got taken off the ice because he got a big old gash in his face. Right. And the trainer is looking for stitches, and you just hear this noise, and the guy grabbed a stapler and just stapled himself up in his face and was already walking back to the game. Right. Um. I mean, that's just... Obviously, that's how hockey players think of themselves. I think some other sports don't always give us the same credit, but as a whole, I think people know hockey players are tough bastards. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, I'll say this as far as like physical resilience and like working through pain and like managing that hockey is definitely one of the, that and lacrosse for sure. One of the sports that taught me a lot about that, you know, like, um, I mean, 
the big jump for me because I started playing when I was 12, but when you got into high school, like you were getting hit by seniors, mm-hmm. your freshmen, probably like 130 pounds. And these freshmen who are basically adults who are like 200 are just destroying you. Right. Yeah. There's no weight classes in hockey. There's no like, you know, uh, I mean, even in football, like a wide receiver getting hit by a safety, like the safeties aren't generally like huge dudes. Right. Right. And like, if you go running back versus linebacker, they're still like similarly body, like weight wise. Right. Right. It's the, the distribution isn't matched in any other sport. Right. Like the disparity of weight ratio in hockey is ridiculous. Plus you're just getting hit harder even by guys your own size. I mean, the hockey players get hit 20% harder than like NHL players get tw- hit 20% harder than than NFL players. Yeah, it's just physics. Right. Cuz you're on skates and you're moving faster. Right. And you've <laughs> talked about it. it's a, it's a thunderdome. Right. You can't escape what's going on. So it's like you're hardened by your environment. Right. Exactly. Like instead of being hit and like hitting the ground is, is a devastating thing like in any sport. Right. But like when you are getting smashed against boards and then hitting the ground. Yeah. It's a lot different from like getting tripped up and like falling out of bounds. Right. So, you know, and to go along with the, I think the tough guy in the missing teeth, they feed off of each other. Right. I think the fact that people have seen that guys lose their teeth during play and it's just like a constant reminder anytime you see missing teeth that these are tough motherfuckers. Absolutely. Uh, what was it? James Neal a couple years ago. Stick to the face. He lost like seven teeth. Yeah. You could see him flying. Right. I don't think he was out very long. Probably missed like one shift, if any. And I mean, you've seen guys just come back to the to the bench, like not even go to the trainer's room. Yeah. And just spit teeth out, hand it to the trainer, and just continue. I think there was, uh, sorry to mention the Penguins here, but I think it was Pascal Dupuis. He was on the bench. And the trainer was like, that tooth is loose. I, I cannot let you go back on the ice. You could get hit and choke. Right. He reaches his hand in his mouth, rips out his own damn tooth, hands it to the trainer, and is ready for his next shift. Right. Didn't miss a shift. That, That is what we think of with hockey tough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the last thing I guess we'll cover. Oh, and actually, I have one, one question for you. Okay. Do you have... A tough hockey guy moment that you think of something you did that you maybe no one even noticed you were in pain and you just sucked it up and went with it. I feel like that happens at least once a session where you're like, where I mean, I've had times where I've taken shots for me, like in beer league at this point, shots off the foot when they don't hit you right. Yeah. And you have to go down to like one knee, but you stay out there. Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck. And you can you can't even like feel your foot, but you still have to skate, right? Or it's like you can barely put weight on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That those type of things, or um, uh, I mean, <clears throat> there was a time in college when we played, and uh, it actually this is probably more of a lacrosse thing, but I got hit by my own player. He, it was helmet helmet. He fell down, had a concussion. He was smaller. And as soon as I got hit, I turned because I didn't know where the ball was. And my attackman I was guarding had the ball, and he dinged it right off my head. Damn. Like, cocked back, 
just ripped it right in my head. So I was definitely concussed off that. I couldn't even play. Like I forgot like how pool was played. Damn. Yeah. I was like, I was like, is, so I made a stripe. Am I stripes now? Or are you stripes? I can't remember. (laughs) I bet you didn't miss any games though. No, fuck no. Yeah. Yeah, of course not. And I, no practices, nothing like I was, I felt, I, I don't think I missed anything. I don't remember much of it, but lots of times in hockey, um, especially when I was younger, because back when I started playing, like back when I was 12, I mean, you started hitting, you hit it and you started hitting in peewee. Mm-hmm. So as a bantam, I was getting lined the fuck up all the time because I wasn't that great. You know, I was a newer player. <clears throat> I remember being hit one time and I, it was off a face off. I had the puck. It puck just came to me and I like, I don't even remember what I did with the puck, but this dude just comes through and just bangs me. And I, it was one of those ones where he hit me like square. Like I was kind of turning. So he hit me like he approached my left, but I opened up and looked at him as the hit was coming in. So I was kind of turning and I was probably stick links away from the boards he like elevated me off my feet. I hit the back of my head on the boards and instant, just like Tweety birds, like, ding, yeah. like, you know, when you get that, that bringing in your ears yeah. and then like everything like pops multicolors. Yeah. yeah. I got up and was like, I got up and immediately got up. Like you don't even think about it. Right. Like you, whenever you take a hit like that, you just immediately get up, which is what they say is like the problem. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. But I got up immediately and like joined the play and stayed out there for the rest of the shift and then came back and don't remember shit. I don't remember shit from that game, but other than that, uh, so I got hit and I do remember that like afterwards he was after that hit, like after that play, he was like, sorry, dude, I didn't mean to like line you up that bad. And I was like, uh, I was like, it's okay. And, <laughs> but yeah, I was the ringing and then like the popping and of your, of your ears and your eyes, like rolling back in your head. Like, yeah, that was one of the hardest hits I ever, well, just not so much hard, but just like hit my head to the point where I was like, uh, like yeah. knocked out of reality. Yeah. So, that's brutal. Yeah. I mean, you ever been hit by that? Like that? Um, like where it, I awkwardly had a, hit your head. I had a collision where I don't remember. I think I was delivering the blow, mm. but we made head contact. Yeah. And I just remember I, it was like I was in a movie when you like everything slows down and like all the voices are echoed. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. someone's like out of it <laughs> yeah. and like all the lights were like, Super bright and hurt really fucking bad. Yeah. Um, but I'd have to say the, if I can think of a tough guy moment, you know, I'm playing through the pain. Um, one, one college game, I was like, I like fell down to help like cover the puck. And one of our guys got hit and it turned my foot in a way that popped my knee. Ugh. And I I just felt it. It hurt like a bitch. I finished that shift, and then oh, I might have come off, but it, there was a whistle. And then I didn't 
miss any shifts or any games after. I never got it looked at. My right knee still bugs me. <laughs> shit. So, yeah. That could be it. <laughs> I mean, knees and knees and shit, that's always the worst, right? I mean, but, but yeah, I mean, I, when, when it comes down to things, I think the worst ones were probably head injuries for me. Yeah. That obviously went completely undiagnosed. Yeah. It was just part of the game. <clears throat> but. Well, speaking of part of the game, uh, a real big part of hockey is speech and lingo. Um, and I think that is basically can Canadians infiltrating. I think we infiltrate. We, yeah. we hear how they talk. And for example, um, we're down here outside of Pittsburgh in Northern West Virginia. And we say things like, let's fucking go boys. Yeah. And, right. and like, it's just like certain terms just come out with a Canadian accent because that's how we've heard it. It's like either Canadian or a Minnesota or a Bostonian accent. Like it, right. certain, certain hockey phrases just have an accent attached to them. Right. Right. Uh, it's funny when I was in, uh, or when I was in Michigan, I was watching the TV and college hockey was on and like, there's, they're playing Minnesota and, uh, the coach is like, it's like, so coach, uh, you know, you had a really good power play and, and the coach is always just like, oh yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of people in this area of the country playing hockey, I feel like a has become a part of even, you right. know, sometimes voluntary, sometimes involuntary. Um, but I know I've even called you out a few times. I'm like, dude, why do you sound like you're Canadian right now? And you're always like, what do you fucking mean? Right, right. Uh, it definitely comes out with me on the chirps. You know, I can't I can't replicate it right now. I have to be in the heat of the moment. But, yeah. You know, like it's just kind of just happens and I don't even think about it. But uh, I don't know. But, you know, that's uh, it just seems like that. That's something that people wouldn't have said if hockey hadn't made its way down. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and the lingo is definitely unique. Uh, you know, like duster, bender, you know, things like that. Like, you know. Plug. Right, plug. I use that a lot. Uh, I think my favorite chirp is Bambi, calling someone Bambi. Did like you come deer. up with that or did you hear it? Oh, I never really heard it before you. Well, that's because I made it up, Polly. Yeah, there you go. Take <laughs> I'm taking all that credit. Um, no, I think somebody said skating around like a baby deer, so I was just like, "All right, Bambi." Yeah, that's yeah. a good chirp. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you ever seen a baby deer, and I'm sure everybody who's played beer league has seen one or two Bambies on the ice. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's always the Bambies that are always trying to like fight you, right? <laughs> Inferiority complex there, and that's the only explanation, right? Yeah. So the the speech and ling lingo, and I mean, fuck, we probably put it on here a little bit too, but uh, you know, drawing out your A's and stuff and and whatnot. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm liking it. I I, I don't I don't mind it. I, I feel like it's kind of part of the part of the. I, I don't feel as if I'm emulating a 
culture of like a, a country. Yeah. Versus just subculture. Just, yeah, I'm just talking like a hockey player, like a hockey player would talk. Yeah, another one uh, for sure. Oh yeah, and that's that's a little more I think like Minnesota. Right, right, right. Yeah, and the the uh, the guys out west that we are on the podcast or the the network with, they always say beauty. Yeah, beauty and butte. Yeah, well, beauty. Thanks, Fucking man. Butte. Yeah. So. There's your there's your education there, hockey fans. Uh, I guess we've kind of droned on enough about the hockey stereotypes and cultural uh, cultural accessories. I'm trying to think of like anything else that comes to mind. I, I mean, the hair is good. The missing teeth's obvious, right? Um, I mean, maybe maybe uh, the boozing. Yeah, so what were we in were we in uh college when our lacrosse coach said that out of a polled out of like all polled college athletes, hockey players were the heaviest drinkers and lacrosse players were the heaviest drug users. Yeah, and hockey were the second highest drug users. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we were one and two and two. Yeah. In, well and in you know, that makes sense because hockey and lacrosse culture carry over very much yeah each other. right exactly right and uh yeah i mean when when i think about it i feel like a lot of adult league hockey is is everybody's like getting beers before and after the game or during the game yeah. you know in the locker room and again we talked about this on our other backup episode is that like there's no other sport like that i don't feel like golf maybe yeah but like you get too shit faced on a golf course and you're not doing anything. You're absolutely worthless. So, and I don't know, maybe it's just cause hockey is a team sport that you can rely on your other team members if you're way too shit faced. But I've been damn near a blackout playing hockey before. Yeah. I've that... been near blackout playing other sports or blacking out playing other sports and been got like, I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. And you know, hockey's a dangerous place to be drunk. Because you I know. take a bad tumble when you're done. Literally the worst. And it just happens. Maybe it's part of living on the edge, huh? Yeah. Um, and if you guys are looking for some fun hockey stereotype slash humor in uh, in pop culture, uh, Blue Mountain State has a really funny <laughs> episode on hockey players. My, my favorite quote, uh, Thad Castle, is like, what are you doing talking to the hockey players they're crazy they run around on the hardest surface in the on the earth with knives strapped to their te- their feet <laughs> yeah. and i just thought that was such a funny way to describe skating on ice uh and letter kenny has a lot of well i mean they're they're not fans of the hockey guys so tarps off boys yeah so it's a it's a lot of poking fun at hockey culture and it's very enjoyable so you know, check those out because you'll get a good laugh. Absolutely. Um, I think their most recent season at Letterkenny, and it's funny that you, well, first it's funny that you bring up Blue Mountain State. I'm not sure anybody's seen that show, but it's fucking awesome. It was a staple during our college days. Yeah, dude, I loved, I and it's funny because I watched it when it first came out on Spike and I loved it. Uh, but uh, with Letterkenny, their most recent, uh, what do you call it, uh, season, they, it was like fully a hockey. It was all yeah. about the, the tournament. It's actually 
way more hockey positive yeah. than the beginning of the series was. Um, a lot of character development there. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, how can you have a Canadian show that's hockey negative? Come on. Well, because they were country boys who played baseball and were annoyed by the hockey players. Fair. Because one of the guys we played hockey with who came to college to play baseball and we talked him into playing hockey, <laughs> he said that up in Canada, the hockeys are like, it. They're the shit. They're the rock stars. Right. Whereas here, it's more of a niche. Yeah. The baseball players are the rock stars here. Yeah. So, yeah. Football, basketball, baseball here. And that's usually the same crowd. Right. So, uh, Letter Kenny definitely is probably a very different uh, point of view than most Americans would think of Canadians. Sure. Absolutely. And uh, Trailer Park Boys has some funny hockey stuff, too. They had Nate McKinnon on there twice. Really? Um, Once in the animated episode, and then once in person, I think. That's hilarious. Well, that's our our take on the the rich hockey culture and stereotypes that there are. Um, Paul, you got anything else? Uh, No, just... Love hockey culture. Love you, Caps fans. Absolutely. So, follow our our social media. Rate us on whatever platform that you are listening on. And again, thanks for tuning in on our backup episode here where we just kind of had an open discussion about our random stuff. Until next time, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at CupcakePolly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.